Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And we also have a fourth. Yes, my brother Fred. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> He's also here. He's going to be assisting with the conversation. Professor Kippicus needed their uh, TA friends. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, Did so, you agree to this title, Fred? Sure. <laughs> cool. 100%. percent i get TA. Do you want to? So I hope, that, since this is post-holidays, hope everyone's having a happy holidays. And a happy new year. We haven't hit new year. This goes up the week before oh, new year. On this the Monday new of. Year. No, the, the rice stuck to the back of my tablet? There I, okay, probably, anyway. There continue. was. <laughs> For listeners. Yep. Yep. Delicious. So um. this is... The episode, after our Pipple episode, where I promised you guys an episode on greyhounds. Mm -hmm. And all of this is culminating into a larger point that I think we've been alluding to for several episodes. But let's get into it. Yes. So, the truth behind greyhounds. Um, greyhounds are the oldest breed. It's actually They're actually the oldest purebred dog in existence mm. that we know of, that we have evidence of. And um, how long have they been owning buses? They have been owning buses for uh, 4,000 years. Mm -hmm. You can hitch a ride on a Greyhound. You know, the Syrians used to do it. Mm -hmm, That's how mm -hmm. they got from point A to point B. Very effective. Fare was very low back then. Yeah. And as long as you're One nice. One chicken. As long as you're nice, the bus drivers won't murder you. And Don't. Don't get. Don't give the bus driver sass. Mm -mm, they you will be murdered. Are they ethical employers? Um, no. So yeah. anyway. <laughs> I think it's revenge, right? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. <laughs> I just I had like, to. I don't like where this preamble went at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to ride Greyhound back in college anytime I needed to go home. Mm -hmm. So I, I've like spent too many too much time at a greyhound station like because in order to not have to spend my whole day on the greyhound bus i would right. go i would ride the martyr train into the greyhound station on the last train yep and then my bus was at 5 a.m so i just hung out in the greyhound station overnight for five hours so i could oh catch the 5 a.m because yep the way martyr was, yeah <laughs> yeah i know i played uh i played lots of video games <laughs> I love those overnights at you the know. Greyhound bus station. <laughs> I have weird fondness for Greyhound. No, it was fine. Sounds rough. I occasionally had to watch Strangers Children while they took other kids to the bathroom. Sure. I don't know why they trusted <laughs> that's, me. That's They're fine. like, well, you've been here for three hours. I feel like we bonded. You're a little white girl. You probably won't steal my child. You probably aren't a complete psycho. Oh, <laughs> uh, they were wrong. Oh, um, so the desperation <laughs> of parents, basically. Yep. But you know what? I, I also have fondness for, like, inconvenient times like that. Like, yeah. you know, having to, like, take Marta into work every day and then walking three miles home. I yeah. actually really... Those through the some, snow. Through the snow. That was... I, I did that, that once. That was during the, the ice. Snowpocalypse. Yeah, the yeah, snowpocalypse. Yeah. I was wearing heels that day. That was very fun. <laughs> That's dangerous yep. for your ankles. Uh, the ankles were fine. The skin... Okay was frozen was very frozen um but i, I do i was actually uh, sitting outside of um xxx coffee waiting for our uh friend of the podcast melina um a few nights back mm -hmm. and she came up to me and she, i had been waiting there for like two or three hours yeah and she was like i am so sorry i can't i can't believe you waited this whole time oh my god and i told her and i was like i used to wait outside of starbucks for, for my ex, you know, yeah. something that I did all the time because I was his ride home. Right. And I was, like, sitting here and waiting for you reminded me of that time, but, like, in a very fond way. Like, I'm out, I'm doing things, I'm, like, you know, there for people. It was actually a really good feeling. And she was like, okay, freak, whatever, let's go <laughs> get dinner, you fucking psycho. Anyway, that was, <laughs> you know, I understand. That. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a weirdness to the, the dead time. Yeah, yeah, that the nostalgia for something. Yes, Thanks, Rosie. Thanks, Rosie. Oh, my God, Rosie. 
Do you want a hug? It's okay. That's that's Rosie's the saddest. Rosie's interrupted. She wants to be a part of the podcast. Okay, so Rosie <laughs> wants to know what about those those wonderful greyhounds who started their bus company and got rich, right? Yeah, yep, that's what she's this like. How do I how do about. I do that? The truth tell me, about starting a, a public transportation. Tell me how I compete in the capitalistic world. Private we live in. transportation. Yeah, that My was apologies, like, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, evidence about the. <laughs> So, oldest breed, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Evidence of ancient greyhounds like dog, uh, greyhound-like dogs. And I think what I'm, oh, the term I'm searching for there is sighthound. They say, I got this information from the um, Wikipedia page, which, by the way, people, Wikipedia is a good source. They actually list their references on the articles themselves, so you yeah. can actually find where these details come from. Wikipedia is a good starting Nowadays point for research. Nowadays it re- is, yeah. It's, it's a good starting point for research that as long as you can correspond it with something else, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be your sole resource. No, 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 no. Not at yeah, all. that's, but that's this one the did, use of so, it. So I think the way the, the editor worded it was a little sketch, but... Evidence for sighthounds uh, can be found far back as 4,000 years in Syria. That's the whole point. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So 4,000-year-old breed, oldest purebred dog, uh, quote-unquote, you know, oldest breed of dog. As we know, the definition of breed is very loose because it ties into what we know now, which are registered breeds from AKC and UKC, and then the mm-hmm. French and Italian one that I'm not pronouncing right now. <laughs> you don't want to go back and do no. Jumapel, Jumapel Keep a kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there was no evidence of a greyhound-like dog in Europe prior to Roman occupation. So it goes back at least that far. Um, and then uh, the quote, I'm actually going to completely quote the, the Wikipedia page here because I liked the way they worded that. Mm-hmm. All modern pedigree greyhounds derive from the greyhound stock recorded and registered first in private study books in the 18th century, then in public, oh, not study, stud books, then in public stud books in the 19th century, which ultimately were registered with coursing, racing, and kennel club authorities of the United Kingdom. Rosie Princess, you cannot be the center of attention all the time. <laughs> She's wearing a sweater, everybody. So. I, I took a picture of her staring at me sadly. Yes. Rosie. Um, Sidehounds in general uh, were bred for hunting due to their swiftness and keen eyesight, hence the term sighthound. Um, their average speed of a greyhound is uh, 40 miles per hour. There's also um, Salukis and Afghans, you know, belong to that that breed, um, or to, to that group, I should say. Um, the etymology is unclear, but there are several theories outlined in the Wikipedia article, none of which have a solid tie. Okay, so... Jesus Christ. Kip is now holding Rosie. Like a giant baby that she is. Gray, as a color for greyhounds, is actually not very common. Um, thank you, I'm not going to be able to... Oh, thanks. Um, you can put it down, I'll be able to see do we need to, do you want the stool? Hang on, we're going to stop for a second. Okay, we have repositioned Rosie into Kip's lap. Yep. And By the way, Kip is on a stool, so, <laughs> and also, I mean, she's, what, at least 55 pounds? Yep. She, yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's an workout. awkward hold, but she looks okay. She looks satisfied. <laughs> That's okay. what she wanted. Professor, Professor Rosie. Yep, that's great. Yeah, we have Professor Rosie now. Okay, okay so <laughs> let's just go back. This right here is just a, a um, this is a dog meat shaped like a dog mm-hmm. that I am now holding. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is all. This That's is. what she wanted. She looks happy. She's <laughs> content. Okay. She's yeah. content. So. Okay, so we don't know where the name Greyhound came from, and it has nothing to do with the fact that they happen to be gray dogs? No, no. Like I was saying, gray is actually a, a rare color when it comes to greyhounds. A lot of them are going to be more beigey because they come from Syria and the deserts of Africa and stuff like that. So gray isn't a common color for them. They think it comes from the term Grieghund, but the hund obviously being hound yeah. for 
Old Norse or Old English and Greek, they said, may be associated with the term dog in, in Old Norse. Old Norse so, or Old English, but they didn't actually confirm that. They didn't actually know what Greek meant. So, so is it hound? Hound is basically dog. Dog, dog hound. Dog hound. Dog. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Etymology weird. It is weird. Yeah. So that's that. Um. Any thoughts so far? Um. Well. Any inputs? <laughs> any feelings? How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel good? I think. Good. I mean, like, I do like some certain etymology of dogs. Like, there's dachshund, which is like badger dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hound. Yeah, they yeah. don't really look like badgers, but they were meant for capturing badgers because they've got, like, the, the thin, long body that helps yep. them get into the holes and stuff. And that, that propensity for digging. Yeah. Also, the reason their tails are a little longer is so you can pull them out of the hole. Yeah, they might I get know. stuck. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Their tails seem so fragile, though. Apparently, they were there, too, like, so the handler could, like, pull them out if it got dicey. Yeah, they just, whoop. Oh, you're going too deep. Can't get you out if you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not great that a lot of dogs are named after what they were bred to hunt. Yeah. Well, uh, as we all know, greyhounds were bred to hunt the greys for when they attack the planet Earth. Yep, mm -hmm. um, those are the So greys. that's really where the etymology comes from, is that they are um, grey hunters. They're hounds of the greys. Oh. So, you know, that's that's really what's keeping them at bay from a total uh, Earth domination. So, you know, so if you have one and you find, like, a secret room that has a bunch of, like, maps and evidence, basically, just mm -hmm. it sits in their blood. So yep, it's in their blood. Is that a Mulder, hats. Mulder mm -hmm. and Scully's pet dog? Yep. They had a pack of greyhounds to help on their investigation? Exactly. You're not supposed That's to know it. about those. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good lord. Jesus. Okay, um, no, but, I mean, all that seems like good historical dog information. Yep. So, how did the greyhounds go from Syria to the rest of the world? Uh, I didn't get into that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I gave up after a while. It was a lot. As oh, a okay. matter of fact, the, the, the research that I dug into didn't have a whole lot of information. A lot of people just say, yeah, the ancient Egyptians and Anubis, and then and now they race. Okay, so they their whole purpose <laughs> was just racing, or were they like guard Originally, dogs? their original purpose was actually um, to hunt. Um, because of how fast they were, and they actually did have really good eyesight. And I actually looked it up, and I, I found a, a video of um, a pack of Salukis hunting mm -hmm. a gazelle, and it was absolutely incredible. It was, you know, seeing a hunting video seemed really... For me, it was very stressful to watch because these dogs ran at top speed for, like, three miles. The video was, like, 11 minutes long, and these guys are like driving in cars, like trying to like follow the dogs and the the um, gazelle. gazelle. Mm -hmm. And they're like going top speed, forty miles per hour, you know, trying to catch this gazelle. And they go and go and go and go and go, and they finally get the gazelle at the end, obviously. And it was just such a very intense thing to witness. So I see how they are absolutely effective at hunting mm -hmm. and capturing fast prey like that but um i mean then it comes down to do we really need that i mean if you're I mean, if you're a tribal person and, and you want to maintain those things but these guys had like four suvs yeah like they could have just i mean you know yeah, there's ways without the animal yeah nowadays the I means for these dogs just i mean they at this point, it is just kind of maintaining an old way of life, but at what point are we actually helping anybody? Right. You I mean, know? I can see if you are a, like, there are people who go out, well, part of their sport is, like, deer hunting, and to an extent, there are, like, a lot of licensed conservatives, uh, conser conservationalists. Mm -hmm. Conservatives, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's licensed conservatives. I know a lot of licensed conservatives. Licensed, licensed conservationists. Oh, God, that Conservationists. Word. Who, part of keeping their ecosystem healthy is to keep a certain number of prey species at 
at bay. So right. going out and hunting a certain number of deer every year or other things is actually like it's very beneficial. important. It's and, yeah. and there's a balance, yeah. Yeah, there's a balance. Like obviously everyone shouldn't do this and obviously you need yeah. a certain care. And there are people who do it with their dogs. Like you have bloodhounds who are trained, you have a ton of dogs who have this in their nature who it's beneficial to have this release and if it's something you enjoy it's something you do with your dog and right. having a companion out there is safer than you going out in the middle and or then just disappearing like right. working dogs or service dogs yeah right See, exactly. but I don't think last time I checked, we don't actually use greyhounds for like proper. They're not going out into like the Florida swamps hunting gators with their owners. No, no. As a matter of fact, a greyhound would be very bad to do that with. And I'll get into why. You need a water dog because you're in the swamp. You gotta get that water dog. <laughs> Guys, don't, get a go, Labrador. don't bring your dog hunting for alligators. Don't take your Labrador hunting for gators. I would say uh, any dog, please. Don't please don't take. Don't generally do that. Any dog. I saw Mr. Ballin video the other day of this woman who got snapped up by a crocodile and I was like that ain't for me <laughs> that ain't for me yeah. I ain't gonna face no crocodile not in them waters uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> okay but um what are what are greyhounds used for nowadays nowadays they make very good pets they have a wonderful temperament mm-hmm. um they are super friendly uh I should know We've got Charles Charlington yes. Who's a sighthound. He's a sighthound. He's, he's, he got to meet some of his people the other day. Um, on Sunday, I was able to actually take them to the dog park. And uh, there was a gentleman who had two rescue greyhounds. Oh, nice. Um, they were, he's a lawyer. He got them from Arkansas. And um, they were purebred retired racing dogs and what struck me by them was how lean they were yeah he said that they had been a, a year out from retirement um and that they raced for three and a half years each okay um i didn't really ask him what determined retirement i tried to like dig into it because a lot of the a lot of times and i tried to like not i'm trying not i do have a biased opinion i'm gonna be honest i do right. have a biased opinion about this um because I love my dog, uh, and I love dogs in general. But um, I tried to find the articles and the videos made by people who do greyhound racing and explain it and talk about it and all this. And so a lot of the times I noticed that, that these people who like rescue greyhounds will say, oh, yeah, well, you know, he broke his leg in the race and then they retired him. Um, so, you know, th- that's what it seemed like to me is more often than not, the, the, the dog gets retired because it hurts itself. Yes. Injured and can't continue. And race. can't continue. Yeah. yeah. That's messed up. I was trying to find some sort of like, I assume there is probably also an age out. Because yeah, like an of, I tried to find that, and I think it depends on the course, maybe, or the group that you belong to, or something. Uh, but I also assume, like, part of it's like if they're not making certain times, then it's like, well, maybe it's time for you to retire. I, I would hope so. Like, it was really hard to find information like that. Um, from the brief information I've heard, it's it's about five years, mm-hmm. and, which doesn't seem like a lot. That's no. a lot to a dog, though. That's a lot to a dog. That's, that's but then half their after life. Five yeah. years. That's when they, I guess just assume they start slowing down and mm-hmm. then yeah and after that they're done yep. and then they're either used for breeding like horses or something it's mm-hmm. a similar situation with horse racing too like yeah, yeah. horse and gets injured or starts slowing down you know then then you're it, studded out over. or something yeah <laughs> yeah if you are good enough to be studded out because you have yeah. to be able to make a profit off of that and also like as we've learned i'm sure everyone knows horse Horse race is perfectly ethical. Nothing questionable out mm-hmm. there. Don't look don't, behind don't the curtain. Look. Don't don't you dare. Don't I know that <laughs> we don't we don't give greyhounds cocaine. Wait, do we give greyhounds cocaine? Sometimes, yeah. Oh wow, that would make them go faster. They and certainly they do don't get right Yeah, and they get caught more than once, and they keep doing it too. So it, that's yeah. the. Uh, so that's their doping method. Of per- it's like, oh, did you give coke to your greyhound? No, that's um. Snow on their nose. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're in the s- like it's uh, summer or spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, See, it's, it's almost like these like races are just trying to take everything that they have to give physically, and it's maybe too hard on their bodies. It's it, it, so uh, so. 
this was a very stressful episode to put together. It was actually more stressful than the Pitbull episode because the Pitbull episode, you know what to expect. Yeah. People have heard the stories about Pitbull fights. We know how horrific they are yeah. if you dare to And the stereotypes that. about the dog are still and the very much talked about. Plus, yeah. it's been like a thing that's been illegal for generations yeah, at this point. for a very long time. It it's more like, obviously awful also, fighting versus racing. Yeah, it was one of the first things that someone ever got arrested for in regards to animal cruelty back when mm-hmm. the ASPCA was invented in America mm-hmm. uh, in the 1800s was dog fighting. Like, yeah. we know this is bad. So dog racing, it's like still legal in states and it's still done. Let's see, let me, let me look at my chart that I got. So the states where it's still eagle, eagle, still eagle. eagle. (laughs) The the active dog racing tracks, Arkansas, Iowa, and West Virginia. Now, Arkansas and Iowa are being phased out. That's good. I hope they have a time frame for that. I would imagine so. Um, West Virginia, no, still completely legal, and they have active dog tracks. That is interesting, given West Virginia's weird, like. West Virginia is a weird state because they were the only state from the South that was part of the Union, and they have, like, they're a little, like, and it's just very strange because they also, like, with their coal mining, like, they had a strong Union representation until that stuff got busted, but all that, like, they're just an interesting state. You would think they would have more advocacy against something so heinous. Yeah, they're just a very strange state because they're very active in certain things, and then other things they're they're very backwards on. yeah. And it's like, huh, I use, it's always a coin flip with West Virginia. It's like, where are we on this issue? Right. Right. Everyone They're here is uh, West Virginian. We're not against you or anything No, like that. very <laughs> for. Of course, of course, you might have different opinions on something like this. And I'm sure uh, if you're listening, we hope this uh, makes you more aware on the situation. And right. Make better choices and, and uh, maybe do some advocating. Yeah, yeah maybe advocating, don't support yep. your local dog tracks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't imagine many of our listeners go. Well, time so, to go yeah. to the dog tracks go see today. These dogs that are forced to race, oh, you guys, even if though. they are taught to, I don't know, maybe enjoy it. How do you? Yeah, yeah. Um, They'd be happier doing something else. Just to continue that conversation, no active tracks, but dog racing is still legal. Okay. Okay. Alabama, Connecticut, Kansas, Oregon, Texas, Wisconsin. Ah. So it's still legal, but there's no quote-unquote active tracks. So if someone's doing backyard greyhound racing, they're not going to get in trouble? You're not going to get in trouble, and and I'm assuming it's not really regulated, I suppose? I wonder, I also wonder if some of that has to do with betting, because you can do, like, like online or remote betting while watching things. So I wonder if it has something to do with the legality of gambling in the state. Yeah. But I I don't know. I want to point out here. I want to point out here. And this is something that people don't really think about when it comes to Greyhound racing. Greyhound racing is gambling. Oh yeah. It's not anything else. I went into the YouTube comments of these videos of, you know, you should never do that. Don't do that. And people are like, People who who were trying to justify it. I wanted to hear the layman try to justify it. You know, all the all the oh, comment oh, fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted that. Yeah. And people were like, look at how majestic, doing what they're bred to do. Uh. It's not at all what they're bred to do. First off, even let's just say Greyhounds were bred to do racing like that. Doesn't that doesn't make it okay. We should not be breeding Greyhounds yeah. then. Maybe we just shouldn't be breeding Greyhounds. Yeah. You know, so, you know, oh, oh, go ahead. Like you said, 4,000 years ago, ancient man wasn't breeding greyhounds to run around a racetrack. (laughs) They were using them to hunt because that's how humans and and wolves and early domesticated dogs coexisted, was hunting with each other. Yeah, and it makes sense that they would want to, especially back then, on, you said it was Syria and, like, Egyptian, where they have a lot of uh, long, flat land or, like, sandy land needing uh, animals 
animal that can go quickly because can see well, see and well, can actually get in there because and... it's not like you're hiding through the brush. It's like ah, I spot the hare, go yeah quickly before it outruns us. So I can see the need historically for that, but yeah, nowadays lean, heavy, like big lungs, being able to run through the heat, you know, all yeah, that. yeah, that's what it's for. But it, nowadays but in America, they're we least... don't need a greyhound in America. Just period. We really don't. I love greyhounds. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, I did this episode because they are one of my favorite breeds like pit bulls i there's something about that sporty energetic dog that i just think is so majestic and so beautiful but i also want to be realistic and admit to ourselves that maybe it's not about us (laughs) it shouldn't be i can appreciate a picture of a unicorn and accept that they're not real yeah. I mean, know. we love all dogs, but, like, there are some breeds that probably shouldn't exist because... Or maybe, we you can, know, they we can, can be where they yeah. are, where they're, you know, happy. Yeah. yeah, let them breed naturally, maybe, more or yeah. less, and not try to... Manipulate. Yeah, so excessively. one of the things I noticed, there was actually a really good um, YouTube channel, and I'll, I'll send Danny the, the thing. I actually sent a... In the sources, I put a link to the channel, and it, it is basically this guy who runs a racetrack in Arkansas. Okay. And he kind of walks through the whole process and everything. But one of the things was, like, greyhounds have tissue paper skin, and they get torn easily. And Ooh. here's how to suture them back together. And, you know, make sure that greyhounds wear soft muzzles so that they don't rip at each other oh when they're running. God. Um. I'm going to run through this really quick because I just kind of want to, like, go through the basic details of a greyhound's life. Okay. But, you know, the, the we got a pack so, of puppies, right? So, we're, okay, so just so I can keep up, uh, we what we're talking about right now is the day-to-day life of an active racing greyhound or greyhound bred and living in a community where its intention is to be put on these racetracks. Yes. Okay, continue. So. We got we got puppies. We've got puppies that they now need to see which ones are going to be have the highest prey drive, and you know ones that are going to be. Sorry, they're fighting right now, so you got sneezes in the background. They're playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're doing good. Doing vicious greyhound on pit bull on greyhound pit bull fight. <laughs> the most vicious fights. The most vicious. Oh, I also wanted to mention that Charlie next to the real greyhounds, he looked like a stocky little. <laughs> Yeah. Midget buddy. It was just the most cutest thing ever. I but he had, but uh, I'm assuming he was like, oh, you are my people. Yeah. He was like, oh, my people. He was like the first dog to walk up to him and to, to both of them. And he was like, ah, oh, yes, my brothers. That, <laughs> He's just like this little short, you know, stocky. <laughs> that reminds me of one of the puppy playtimes. There was no one there but me and my two dogs, but the uh, person had their husky. Mm-hmm. And the second that husky was like, okay, and she's like, I'll just bring her in and we'll play with them. And it's like, okay. The second she came in, Mishka and Rue are like, oh, my people. And like, like I'd never seen them like run so much and be like so like immediately happy. happy. It's like, oh, yes, you, you are quite a husky. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, you look very lab, but yes. It is, I feel like they were like, oh, are you our mother? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I still feel like we got a lot to go through, so let me just get through this really quick. So, day-to-day life, just so people understand, um, you have puppies, you weed out the ones that you can actually train and actually work with on the track. You, um, you know, so there's some controversy on whether or not the puppies that are not selected are actually culled or Mm. adopted out, and Australia has actually gotten in trouble recently with high death rates of greyhound puppies because of culling oh my God. for the ones they're, that they're not going to use. They don't just they adopt them out. They could just let people out. have be house pets. Well, there's a lot of breeds bred every single year yeah. because of the high demand for racing dogs and how fast you go through racing dogs because of how hard it is to be a racing dog. Because maybe there shouldn't be racing Because dogs. maybe there shouldn't be racing dogs. A lot of dogs die every year just because yeah. of greyhound That's racing. So up. is this just like professional athlete except you're breeding like instead of you're trying having, to breed a professional athlete yeah so instead of having like just a hopeless teenager like destroy their body to hopefully one day become a football player we're just doing this intentionally to dogs yes okay so you can't make so, choices to continue okay once the puppy is chosen to be a racer that is all they do every single day for 
if they're lucky, five years. They have no option of actually really being a dog outside of making sure that they are good for racing. You know, it, it, they they eventually will kennel them. Like they they, f- to my understanding, it's just you know train, you know basic needs kennel train basic needs kennel train basic needs race kennel race. Kennel, you know, it, there there was actually a video done by. Um, uh, Illuminati, who who went through it as well. Um, Wait, that's their YouTube name? Yeah, yeah, I really love her. She does some really good research. Is she part of the Illuminati? She's a part of the Illuminati. Okay, it's not no, N-A-U-G-H-T. I think it's very clever. Oh, that's no, funny. T- yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. Oh, oh Illuminati. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. She's very clever. Um, but she kind of outlines the details on that front on basically, and, and the lawyer even said that when I was talking to him at the dog park, was that, you know, basically it's, it's training every single day there's really not a whole lot of time in between that the the business of being a a racing dog and actually being able to have the choice of being a dog so they so people are like oh i'm so glad that they have the choice or i'm so glad that they're doing what they're bred to do but in reality they don't actually have an option they're brainwashed into being a racing dog when their intention is actually to be a hunter so when dogs are retired, when greyhounds are retired, they have to be Fred, what's it called when when you have someone who's brainwashed and you need to unbrainwash them? I have no idea. <laughs> I might What is it? Deprogramming? Yeah, yeah, you basically have to quote unquote and I know I'm using very harsh verbiage here, but it's really the best way I can think of to describe it. You have to kind of deprogram this dog so it's not actually dangerous to small animals and children. Right, cuz part of it is they chase like a lure which is like a bunny or something. Sometimes and it's this, live bait. And sometimes illegal gambling. Right. Yeah. yeah, for states where tracks aren't legal. But yeah. their main thing is the second it shoots off, they're supposed to shoot off. So yes. if you adopt in a greyhound who is used to that, you have a small child, the child just suddenly runs across the living room. That dog's got that kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then he Your also kid's not probably... going to run faster than this dog. <laughs> no. No. Again, what is it? 45 miles per hour at That's top crazy. speed. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> sometimes, like, my cats run by, and then Rue's like, oh, we're playing now. And it's like... No, no, you're not playing. You're you're the not a cat. The cats are playing. They don't want you to play with them. She yeah. wants so yeah. desperately to be a cat. Yeah, people people think of greyhounds and they think racers, but retired greyhounds can be dangerous, mm-hmm. and it's a shame. Just like retired pit bulls who have been through fighting need to go through a lot of checks and balances to yeah. make sure that they're good. You know, and I my argument, and I know this is radical and crazy is to not begin the process at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Not not have a racing dog? Yeah, that sounds, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Racing uh, dogs has become popular here in America during the Great Depression, mostly. Mm-hmm. And, I can see that. Uh, and with the uh, advent of uh, the Mafia and Al Capone guy interested in dog racing as well, mm-hmm. it's only escalated and became more popular and there were start to become advocates to legalize it and that way they can make it more controlled but thing is there are really no regulations a lot of this data we don't have exact numbers are especially on the uh, deaths related to greyhounds because they don't want to let that information out they want to keep it hidden how many puppies are Mm -hmm. missing or disappear yeah because uh, a, a large portion of the litter uh, disappears because only a few make it through the selection process yeah. and of it's, becoming racers. It, yeah. it kind of sounds like in some ways, a lot of, at least I know, unless there is an external um, checks and balance center, all of it would be self-reported numbers by the racing facilities. Yeah. And unless there are complaints brought up, I mean, this is something that gets talked about in like, workers rights and warehouses like if they're going no don't worry we only have these injuries and then like you have someone who's like actually we have this many injuries but 
They're yeah. not going to tell you. There yeah. was a guy who, the, the, the YouTube channel that's going to be in the sources, he goes through the tracking of greyhounds and how you can, like, the ear tattoos and how the ear tattoos work and then how the tracking works. And, you know, it's it. I, I appreciate him, and I do believe that he's a good guy, but there is that thing where when you have that litter, you can decide how many puppies you register. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it doesn't have to be, I'm sure that he's doing this Somebody thing. would have to, like, physically go out and, like, Double, count. Yeah. yeah, and, like, check the property because you can also hide puppies easily. Yeah, 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 exactly. And to they would have to be present. Make sure these numbers are yeah. correct, yeah. Present at the birth, be like, okay, you do yeah. have seven puppies. I mean, I'll see you next month. It's not realistic to regulate it to that degree, but we also shouldn't. We just shouldn't have it. Yeah. Right, right. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, petparentspod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, as along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be patreon.com slash petparentspod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. Petparentspod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get free extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content, spread the word, tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. So then this kind of goes into the overarching problem, which is breeds, basically. And and that is something that I wanted to talk about because I do think that I, 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 I love pit bulls we all know this yeah i love them to death there's other breeds that i love i think they're beautiful majestic i think like you know uh uh, what is it huskies are gorgeous yes gorgeous i love shiba inus i can look i can stare at a shiba inu's face all day and just get dopamine in my brain cells corgis are super super cute the floofy wiggle butt Mm -hmm. love it to death but at the end of the day because we are obsessed with categorizing and having these breeds as an extension of ourselves, we're not doing it because we think it's good for the dog. We're doing yeah. it because we want to feel cool or cute or fancy or rich or, you know, like that. Or we just like the look of that dog. Or yeah. we just like the look of that dog. With Yeah, with like, and many times we've pointed out, with the exception of certain dogs for actual jobs that need certain which characteristics. I will, I will do an episode right. on that. See which ones are actually genuinely useful in regards to necessitating a purebred dog yeah yeah um it it's it's it it ties into this idea eugenics that you know these characteristics make them best for their situation and and eugenics is just a a a a bad way to go and that's why i brought fred in because fred can explain it better than me eugenics is is it's an ancient greek word meaning good way of breeding essentially it's a belief it's not necessarily a science Mm -hmm. it's actually it's not really a science at all (laughs) i'm sorry to say (laughs) um it's been done for thousands of years um the people have tried to to apply it to humans the ancient greeks have every most famous example of course the spartans and stuff like Mm -hmm. that yeah it's a super dogmatic society extreme society and where they uh try to go for the most powerful man turning out idea and yeah. it's a society that collapsed on itself. And it was and, it was something that happened before outsiders really – were the Spartans, like, they were only documented, but no one actually – aside from, I guess, the people who physically fought them. Um, when did the – do you know when the documentation of the Spartan civilization and philosophy? Uh, it was 400 BC, I, I believe. Um, okay. uh, and they lasted a few hundred years. Uh, they had – Only a few hundred years. <laughs> hundreds of years they took out the athenians they uh they're great fighters sure then but you can't be just a warrior society mm-hmm. right uh you can't exist that way um it uh if you try to 
go be remain pure and go for a remain like a certain way. Uh, They're gonna it, run it, out of the gene pool eventually. Yeah, yeah it just the, the pool stagnant. gets really mm-hmm. Yeah, the the society just it remains stagnant. It was fearful of change and mm. uh, new ways of technology. And uh, if you fear change, you, you'll just fall apart on yourself. And that's what happened to the Spartan society. Uh, the Rome, the Romans, the next empire that would come, would came to Greece expecting like an, an amazing. Uh, warrior society but it was just no one was left really it was it was melted into the past yeah oh i think that's also interesting because you bring up the fact that roman society kind of overtook the spartan society and one thing that makes romans a lot more diverse is the fact that when they did conquer they assimilated while they did like change aspects of people they did also like oh that's a really good strength let's add that that's roman now that's always roman you guys are cool romans now that sounds familiar (laughs) the spartans were the exact opposite they're Mm -hmm. very xenophobic of course the romans always considered the roman way the best way they saw everyone else as barbarians Mm -hmm. but they slowly integrated other cultures and societies into Mm -hmm. theirs because they understood the strengths of certain peoples Mm-hmm. But they were good at rebranding too. They'd make it. Well, this was always the Roman way. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I was about to say it was like you know understanding the strengths of other people, or just saying like not wanting to admit to themselves that yeah. someone does it better, and then just kind of lying about it. <laughs> but- I mean, the Romans took some some pointers from the Spartans. They both were. So they had massive slave classes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which would end up being their downfall, both societies' downfall. Mm-hmm. The slaves would rise up because they would outnumber mm-hmm. the actual Romans in their in their actual society and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. would cause them to fall apart. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you can easily see how people turn that into animals because you have um, breeding within horses, like mm-hmm. that's a good example, and breeding within dogs, all very connected to the human race and working animal, working animals in quotation, because at the time they were, but nowadays we still sustain some of those breeds. But the thing is, like, you don't have these dogs doing those roles anymore. Right. And um, for example, the greyhounds, the greyhounds, they're not yeah. hunters. They and you've relocated this skill of well, uh, like greyhounds are actually what short distance runners. They're like sprinters, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Salukis that can do those three mile hunts. Mm-hmm. You know, greyhounds, they can run a course, but it's I, I, di- I actually didn't look at what an average course was. And also, you guys, I'm sorry for the noise yeah. in the background. They have decided that since there's a group of people here, they're going to show off their grappling skills <laughs> but he is recording it so it will show up on the instagram no mm, yes you'll see oh oh Char- charlie hears something okay good good job charles <laughs> we were uh, safe for another day you guys yes um <laughs> but what were we talking about uh the spartans no we, we talked talking about the spartans and we pulled the, it the back downfall. to the bringing from certain roles and they're not really being used for those yeah. Yeah. roles anymore yeah and like from what I've understood, so everything I've heard about greyhounds before, like, I kind of heard about racing, and I was like, okay, that doesn't seem good, and then I heard about greyhound rescues, and they're like, did you know greyhounds are great apartment dogs, because they only need to run a little bit, and then they're exhausted and lazy yeah. fuckers for the rest of the day, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's what they're the, big old cuddle buddies. That's what dude bro from the dog park said. He's like, oh yeah, they only need, like, 20 minutes a day, and I'm like, that's what my dogs only, <laughs> you know, yeah. my dogs nap 99% I feel like of the time is, most dogs. Yeah, it seems it's almost like dogs are just dogs. They are. Isn't they that are crazy? Dogs. Yeah. They're, I mean, all, they're all breeds... just piles of dog meat yeah. shaped like dogs. And they'll have like certain personality traits that are more common for different breeds. Yeah, but, but also they're, they're for dogs. a lot of the time, they also just have their own personality. Well, yeah, they all, all dogs. Like do, Rosie yeah. definitely does. The, I actually had someone suggest to me that the reason why I didn't get to pick from a litter of puppies when I got Rosie and why the guy just handed me a puppy is because he was trying to get rid of a submissive dog. And I don't know how true that is. I think he, he also, was just a... 
He, he was, was just a shady breeder. Yeah. No, he was a, He was just a, another guy that I met at the dog park. Oh, okay. yeah, a oh. Hashtag dog park conversation. <laughs> the shady breeders do exist, though. I've, uh, I, oh, yeah. They're, oh, they're, yeah. There's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, more um, of those than I've been, like, I take college, I've been taking college courses. I just graduated, by the way. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, but I was like, there. I cried. I, I'm, like, in a psychology course and then like there's like the general group chat or group me chats that uh, a lot of classmates like oh, right. they do stuff. those now yeah. it's so weird yeah. to be in conversations with then, everyone in your so- class <laughs> you went to college so long ago I did I just had group chats with my friends back in my day we didn't have those it's just weird okay <laughs> but continue day. continue yeah. But um, the class was pretty much over, and people were just, like, giving their own information in case they wanted like, to sell themselves and, like, be like, hey, if you're taking this course, hit me up. I can help you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll sell you and my then, books. But yep. some guy. I'm networking. Some guy uh, says, oh, me and my sister are selling greyhound puppies and stuff like that. Oh, my God. We have six greyhound puppies and four husky puppies. No. no. They're just breeders. They're just backyard breeders. Just random. Yeah. Did you say how much they were asking for? (laughs) No, that's what the DMing was for. DM me. $1,200 a dog. Give you an offer. And and what, in this economy, you got to pay off the student loan somehow. No. It's not good. Not that way. Not that way. Just sell weed like a normal person. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. What the? Oh, my God. Anyway. It's very unfortunate because a lot of these animals go through very uh, terrible, inhumane experiences. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of these uh, breeders uh, who are trying to breed for specific breeds, of course, go through genetic issues. And right, because they're trying to... are inbred, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. there's a limited gene pool. Yeah, there's only so many They want them homes. to be purebred. That's why they they want yeah. to charge so much And they're money. not even trying that hard. They're like, oh yeah, breed the, the dog mother with her puppy son or something like that. Yeah, because yeah, they don't have that many uh, dogs that they want to keep because they're trying to make as much profit as they can out of these animals, which is really yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Which is why we shouldn't have breeds anymore. Um, I So I know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this is this is this is my my honest feelings about that. And I know I'm not God. We're not going to change the world with this podcast. But I don't. I understand why breeds exist. I think that the AKC and the UKC need to just go away or become a charity or something like that and not do breed recognition. I don't think that's useful or helpful in any way, shape, or form. But. I know that we can't just get rid of breeds, and I know that, you know, if we were to just blend dogs together, we would probably just get a pack of dingoes. Like, I don't know how that worked, you know, but but I Domesticated think... Domesticated dingoes? Oh, really cute. I just... Um, go ahead, sir. But I think that we should just stop trying to control dogs to the extent that we're doing right now. I think we need to get like stop trying to play, you know, mad, god. Yeah. god or play mad scientist with with dogs that didn't ask. Well, I mean they did kind of ask for it as we found in the dog history episode. They, but yes, they we were like they didn't realize extreme. they were agreeing to this. <laughs> yeah, that's I saw a meme like that a long time ago that was like a wolf was like, "Oh, humans, they have meat." And they're like, "Maybe they'll Jer- give me some." Jerry don't don't go over there. It's like, ah, oh, just get a little bit. And then it's like 6,000 years later, it's a picture of a pug. Uh-huh, like, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I'm only brachycephalic and I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of brachycephalic. Brachycephalic. Brachy. Brachycephalic. You yeah. passed it on to me, Danielle. <laughs> oh my god. That's contagious. Your my speech impediment from yeah, ear okay. infections that's as a child. Yes. Make a joke. Can yep. you make it like darker? Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, mock me for my speech oh impediment. My <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I did. I did contagious. you. It's okay. Anyway, the the dog breeds with smush faces that can't breathe. Yeah. Uh, when I was saying earlier, maybe certain breeds shouldn't exist. Maybe maybe the ones that are more likely to suffer because of those features yeah. shouldn't exist. I think we should loosen up on greyhounds. I think we should... We don't have to get rid of them, but I think we need to mix them with some other stuff. We need to continue the evolution, like what we are doing with Labradoodles. We've created a new, <laughs> we've created a new breed 
of dog that's got a little bit of extra something something with it and it's it's made so that it's quote unquote hyperallergenic and all of that we, now it's being overbred but we did also describe this on the green podcast how when you do do that you don't necessarily get a hyperallergenic dog because if you're yeah. mixing fur types right that that is that's some, not how that works that's not how that works <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean they're sweet goofy looking dogs but there are a little too many doodles out there there are too many doodles and I, we just need to we because the way history has worked with dogs in general is that we've put together breeds even recently with pit bulls to do a certain thing but we keep on tampering with them and we need to just let them be mutts and be happy I think, and i think we'll fix it eventually if we just like i think stop, the thing you know? <laughs> that i'm not sure if we actually can fix because humans as a society at least as a current day society we love trendy and fads and things like that and i feel like that's what happens to poor little dog breeds yeah, they get caught up in fads yeah pom-poms and papillons and yeah. you know yeah and i mean i get wanting different sizes of dogs that's understandable yeah because depending on your living situation and you energy might not be able level a larger dog yeah get but, a different size mutt but yeah I, I i think it would be a maybe good solution to some of these organizations who do love dogs and love these like akc and the ukc why not just do put- they generally love dogs though do they Supposedly. Seems like they only love so, purebreds. Supposedly they love dogs, so why don't we put more efforts into really making sure about stopping animal cruelty and adoption? Like, why can't that be the focus instead of— They seem of, too elitist for that. That's I why. know. Like, yeah. we, we did go into that when we went yeah. into um, how uh, contests and stuff got started. It was from Classist. the elite classes yeah. stuff. But, yeah, that's our little soapbox this episode is this basically. Whole, these past two episodes have been pure soapbox about how I disagree. But I mean, also love. disagrees. I disagree, but it's, love them. It's not, it's not ethical. We do love all breeds of dogs, all yeah. kinds of dogs. All, every kind of. I love yeah. every and, dog made out of dog meat that's shaped like a dog. Those are my favorite And dogs. we're also not saying <laughs> we have to go murder all purebreds. No, that's obviously, also, no, obviously also not. not no that's not going to help anything. No. 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 Protect them. My, my The whole point is to protect them and give them a better life. Yeah, I mean. And stop being selfish. There's this Instagram, uh, cat, the cat lady, the kitten lady. Yeah, the kitten lady. The kitten lady. Yeah. She's this really cool cat rescue lady. But um, ever since she got her new center up, she has a neonatal area, and she's been getting um, neonatal dogs too because they're pretty. Well, much... I think she's always helped with puppies occasionally. Yeah, she's helped with puppies occasionally, but nice. her whole gimmick... and also piglets. Piglets, yeah, she has piglets. That's far too precious. She mm-hmm. is very cute. Um, there's nothing cuter than the pigs playing with the kittens. It's very cute. Yeah. I can't stand it. But she die. recently got in a litter of Brachycephalic. I think they were supposed to be French bulldogs. Yeah, they're French bulldogs. They're French bulldog puppies, and she just went on this really long rant about improper. Just she's like, please just stop. Like these are sweet dogs, and we're gonna do our best to save them, but they have like super high risk, like mortality because every I, I forget the statistic but she was like every one frenchie you see out there it is like nine die because yeah. of the complications yeah, with so their breed don't support the breeders yeah even yeah. like and she was saying this is even with good breeders like this is just how it Quote goes unquote, good breeders. good breeders yeah and i don't know i'll listen to someone who spent all their like a lot of their professional adult life doing rescue for animals and yeah it yeah. She also something... knows she has a huge following. She wouldn't like put out stuff like that if she hadn't yeah. really thought about it and researched it. Yeah. Right. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. With uh, dog racing, especially with uh, the greyhounds, people try to put a lot of the blame specifically on the breeders, but we need to understand it's uh, a lot of everyone involved. A lot yeah. of mm-hmm. yeah. Anyone who buys trainers, from them is also responsible. It's yeah. trainers. It's the breeders. It's the organizers. It's a mm-hmm. lot of people. The who gamblers. Are trying, the gamblers mm-hmm. who are trying to brush under the rug a lot of this information. They don't want you to know about it, and it's probably why you haven't heard much about it either. Yeah. So we're hoping that this episode has informed a lot of you to be informed on the issue and maybe hopefully do something about it 
Yeah. Don't support it. Don't. Yeah, at the very least, discourage friends and family from supporting generally. Yeah. A a, a running dog is very majestic. No one's saying it isn't. Yeah. Let your dog. Don't leave your dogs in a hole mm -hmm. in the ground, but like, like. Yeah. Yeah. Let them run free. Oh, look at the racing is so majestic and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. That's not what they're made for. It's fine. But put them in a field and let them run. Like, I don't know. What do you want? Like, don't. Don't make this situation be. This reminds me of a comment that I hate. So I work in customer service. I work in like food industry and a very customer facing job on holidays. Like my job is very nice because we volunteer for holidays. So we get to pick which holidays we work, Mm -hmm. which is worked out well. And normally we don't have any issues. But I have people who come and they're like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I'm so sorry you have to work. It's like, no, you are here. You are the reason I am here. If you are sorry you have to work, you do not show up. And if if you are actually sorry, here's what you do. You treat me nicely. You give me a large tip and you say, have a lovely day. That's what you say. Do not say say the goddamn words of, I'm so sorry you have to be here. And you show up to be a consumer. Yeah. Remember when they did that when we worked in uh, the movie theater in high school? Yes. They would oh, do that. Like, we had to have a four-hour shift. Everybody had to have four hours. You had to work enough. Christmas. Right, right, right. It was required. But then people would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You, have to... you are wise. You, you are wise. You, you came here. making it so. You know, I don't want to be here for four Those hours. People, I'm in high school. Those people mm-hmm. obviously have never worked a kind of job like you guys have worked before. Yeah, Otherwise, right. they wouldn't have been coming that way. No. Yeah. They, they, they want to... If they knew, they would treat you like an actual human being. Yeah, <laughs> you know they, they say that they're saying they, that, sorry to themselves. Yeah, they're they not feel like, bad, but they're yeah. like, "Oh, I said yeah. this, so it's fine now." It's, it's fine. fine. No, no, no. You leave me a tip. Yeah. That's what you do. You say you're sorry, yeah. but you leave me a yeah, good at least tip. Make it not your work robot. The <laughs> 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 same goes for a lot of professors I've talked to. These people have families and stuff like that, and they're human yeah. beings behind a screen. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and then a lot of these uh, like. Like and these like I bring back the uh, college group chats again, but yeah. a lot of these kids like just say like the most heinous things behind to these professors behind their backs and oh stuff God. like that. Like a human freaking being. Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing if your professor's mean to you because I've had actual mean, yeah. heartless professors. But it's another to have just unrealistic expectations for people. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're yeah. trying to do their job. They're mm-hmm. educating us. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to understand that they have things going on <laughs> behind going yeah. on around them uh, uh so they're not the only busy person you're not the only busy person out there we're all yeah. trying yeah. to live the human experience <laughs> so at least something together. you guys can do if you're anywhere in arkansas iowa or west virginia you can see if there's any active like or west movement. virginia specifically because that's the yes. only one that's not, not- being phased out and Yes, you can make and then the other states where it's still legal, legal, even though there are no active tracks, I feel like there may be potential for yeah. illegal racing there, or you know, just like gambling, non yeah. monitored, whatever you call it. I don't even or know. even remote gambling, which yeah. if just you're reach doing out that, to your local representatives, if, yeah. uh, please. If it's not specifically illegal or in the progress and process of becoming illegal, yeah. Just, just figure make it. it. Florida did it. Reach out to them. Express so, reviews yeah. on it. The more people just, that do that, the better. We're gonna end this on a happy note. Kip, tell us where it is illegal. What states have made the chances and gone no, no more, sir, or where it's recently illegal? Yeah, yeah. So most states, it's illegal. Um, the recent dog racing states where it's now illegal is Arizona, Colorado, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and now recently joining that group is Florida. Go Florida. Which means that there is now an influx of retired greyhounds ready to be adopted coming from Florida that do need homes. So if you know someone, if you've got people who are looking to adopt a retired greyhound, there's going to be places in Florida where they've got greyhounds that need homes. Um, Also, there is a group that I found called Gray2KUSA.org. That's cute. Gray2K. Yeah, yeah, the number two and the letter K, Gray2KUSA.org. And they kind of have a lot of details on, on, you know, breeding and states. And and it's where I got a lot of information. They are biased because they are trying to stop it. But I think... 
I think that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like also everything we've talked about, part of the reason I'm trying to stop it is it's not necessarily an actual fulfilling life for a dog because it's one thing if a yeah, dog no, it's not what the dogs are actually there's for. a difference in providing the basic needs like you can have a dog feed it get it shots get its water and if you lock that dog in a kennel all day that's not a fulfilling dog i mean no. you're not if you're training and kenneling the dog day in day out brainwashing it to be a, a racing dog it's not you're not actually fulfilling its natural instincts it's, it's not it's, beautiful yeah it's not getting comfort it's not getting love it's not getting mm-hmm. I don't know. Really, like... It's a, not getting a dog life. It's it, not getting a fair I mean, it's shot. it's being treated like an asset because that's what it's Yeah, because it's literally an asset. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, what people do to other people and who, like, work in cubicles or warehouses. It's like, well, you get paid. You get your bare necessities. You have your basic stuff. Why do, you, why do you want more? What do you mean well, you, you want, want AC in our warehouse? Well, you want a vacation so that you can see the sky? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I actually feel weirdly kindred spirits with Greyhounds now because I'm like, oh, I see you as someone who's worked customer service. <laughs> and I, I currently work at a really good location. Like, my manager yeah. cares about us. And yeah, we're she, really top notch. And we're really stable and all that stuff. But, like, sometimes the, like, a point of even just working customer service, like, well, this is the grind. This is what we yeah. do. There's yeah. no other option. What do you mean? There's no other option. <laughs> so, I don't know. I get it. Yep. Okay. Any other input, anybody? Well, one, one thing I was trying to say before is, like, we do appreciate the different breeds. We like them. Uh, yes. We like dogs generally. Yeah. But one of the things we did as children was learn yeah. about the breeds and just yeah. fantasize about how cute they all were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's great that dogs come in all shapes and sizes. But yeah. like if it were more like cats, also still like all cats, they're all very similar, really. Yeah. They don't really so, have. I mean, there are different breeds of cats. If dogs... There are different breeds of cats, but no one really takes it seriously. Okay. Yeah. But if dogs were like that, I would still like dogs, even if they mostly look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I still like dogs. Dog meat. Shaped like a dog. Love it. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've started saying that to Charlie and Rosie. You just dog beat this shape like a dog. You know, when you start that as you're just dog beat, it sounds really weird. It's going to go in a dark direction. But then you're like, you shaped like a dog. It's like, okay. (laughs) Just a pile of dog meat that's in dog shape. Accurate. That's exactly what they are. So if you're working customer service and someone is complaining to you, just remember they're just they're just meat. They're just they're human, human meat in shape of a human. Shape like a human. I love that. Oh. I don't know that that would help. <laughs> I do. Everyone is human meat. Well, well yeah, but yeah. really helps you. Should already just know get they're over them so. At me. I will give you actually right good advice for dealing with humans as someone who's worked customer service for. Oh dear God. Um. Like over 15 years, because I started when I was 16 and I'm 32 now. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. good haul. 16. Oh God, half my life. Anyway, oh um, my God, don't okay. let's stop thinking about it. <laughs> okay, stop um, thinking about it. A customer is gonna be five to 20 minutes of your day, and then they go away, and that's all you need to do. Just let them go away. And then you never have to think about them again. Just let it go. And if they're a regular, then that's just 20 minutes, and then they're gone. Because I have regulars who I love and I have regulars who I hate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then they go away and I'm okay. So you'll be okay because they'll eventually go away and you get to lock the doors. But also if you if you hate your job and you're able to get a different job, that would be better for your quality of life. Yeah, if you really do. Like customer service is not for everyone. Like right now you caught me in the throes better. of holiday customer service. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm really always staring down that barrel going like, one more week, one more week, and then we're out. And then we'll hit. We'll, we'll, it'll be okay. Just one more week of this. Yep. And I don't even work retail. I work food service. It's not even as bad as retail. I nope. feel like those are very service. different. They're comparable, but they're different. Yeah, I they're, feel like different. they're comparable, different. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I've I've done both. Uh, I want to leave this episode on this note, which is let's stop breeding greyhounds for 
racing. Yeah. And let's mix them with something so that they don't have fucking tissue paper skin anymore. Yeah, let's melt yeah. under the face. Let's, let's mix them with rhinoceros. They'll have nice... Oh, okay. Let's bring them with a okay. nice rhinoceros. <laughs> Maybe just a dog with thicker skin would be better. Dog meat like just a rhinoceros. fighting against eugenics. So like, we want this type of dog. We want super dog. Oh, yes. Fred came in here to be the, the voice of reason against eugenics. And we're I, like, how can we make the greyhound better? I don't think we should mix a feces. Okay. Look, I've just been Probably watching. Anyway. You know what? I know how to do it. Oh, I no. know how to do no, it. No. Here we go. I feel like there's already movies let's, about this let's type of mix, thing warning against it. Let's mix greyhounds with pit bulls and just have a race of Charlies. That sounds okay, good. That sounds fun. I'm down. Let's do it. Uh, and so, oh sorry, uh, I, I, in my defense, I've been watching sci-fi Doctor Who again, so they always have weird combo aliens. I'm like, huh, I bet the a dinosaur I bet a dog rhino alien would be a cool race that would be on Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching Star Trek. I want there to be a Klingon and mm-hmm. a you know a, a Metachlorian or whatever the hell they got. The- <laughs> a Metachlorian. Yeah. So they have light swords that shoot out their fingers. Uh, let's 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 get a Klingon and a Cardassian. I love the Cardassians. That's, that's, that's a Star cool. Trek reference. That that's a, those are some. Those are some good. They're I, dicks. They are, but I really like their prosthetics. Like their design's really cool. The, the design's pretty legit. I like their thick necks. And I like their weird, like, semi, um, uh, like, very stately, like, everything's for the state of Kardashian. Yes, yes. yes. It's a very... Kardashian. Okay, we're gonna... We're (laughs) detouring. Okay. Actually, it's Kardashian. Wow, you can't even do it. Kardashian, yes. Deep Space Nine, good, good. One of my favorites. It's good. It's good. Yep. Um, Okay. I think we're done. I think, I think we we're, did I'm it. Tired. Solid episode. Okay. He's American people. Thanks for joining us, Fred. We're going to get some hate mail. Happy holidays, everyone. Yes, Hello. happy New Year's. This is our one going into the New Year's week. Yep. Sorry for the dog noises in the background. I don't know. It's uh, part of being a pet parent, Kip. Re- ready for 2022. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's almost 2022. <laughs> but anyway, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord, Pet Parents Pod. Uh, we also have a website, PetParentsPod.com. You can also email us, PetParentsPod at gmail.com. We will, as always, continue to get better. We will evolve. We will, we will yeah. slowly eugenicize ourselves. Stop. You turned my, oh. you turned my, you turned my outro, my positive, <laughs> just keep doing your best, keep doing what you can. Hey, everybody, good luck with your hopes and dreams. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and a happy new year.